All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is season two of Black Zyety. And before we get into it, just let me remind you guys that you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Black Zyety. And that is B-L-A-X-I-E-T-Y. And if you're looking for us on iTunes or any, basically any other podcast uh, platform, we are Black Zyety there. So my name is Michelle. I'm Yvonne. And... As always, we have to introduce our international man of mystery who calls himself Michael. Good evening. So it's been a while. A since, very long while. Yeah, since we've been with you. And you know how we're black anxiety, And so like that means, you know, we're black and or anxious. And uh, it seems like we had a space of about eight months where the, the anxious really kicked in. So basically... The way that we cope, we figured out, is that we try to digest our rage into humor. So um, we're just going to riff for a little bit tonight and give you guys a peek into the mind of black anxiety. So, Yvonne, we're going to start off with politics. Uh, um, okay, so I have been in a constant state of anxiousness for two years. And so um, all that sort of came to a head in the past week with all the horrible, terrible things that happen. And um, when you see sort of everything happening around the world and it sort of makes you feel like there is nothing good to come from it, you sort of try to pick apart one of the few things that are sort of humorous in society. Um, and the past week has been really hard to do that. So mm -hmm. what do you think about it, Michelle? I say shit show to all of it. And do you like bring up bring up politics? Oh them? no no no! I do, I do not do that. That is uh, ill advised, unwise, imprudent. Those are all the words I can think of to describe it. But it's bad, real bad. It, uh, I'm the opposite. I bring it up all the time, right? Like I, my friend has sent me the te a text message, and before responding with my answer to whatever the text message is, like, have you voted yet? <laughs> uh I've used, I've turned my okay, keep it and my, and my, uh, Tinder and my Bumble into basically when a guy sends me a message, I respond, I'm great. Are you voting for Stacey Abrams? So that is sort of how I've coped is to turn everything in my life into getting people out to sort of go vote for something because it's like, at this point, it's the only thing I can do. Like I could canvas. But there's a social anxiety, so knocking on someone's door, people I don't know, isn't how I sort of function. But to tell a random guy who's trying to pick me up, hey, go vote, I can that, totally do that. That's different. <laughs> and then also, if you canvas, I mean, then you might... And see, my thing is, I don't bring it up at all. Because as an attorney, a lot of people that we run into, that I run into in the courtroom, are pretty conservative, whereas I'm extremely liberal to the point where I believe that um, puppies and kitties should be allowed to roam free and um, taxpayer dollars should, you know, pay for their food and stuff. I mean, I, to me, that sounds perfectly fine. I, I think everybody could agree on that. Let's feed all the puppies and kitties. All of the, pup all of the puppies and kitties. And, you know, that means that we can all pet all the puppies and kitties all the time. This is part of my core beliefs. So <laughs> you never know. You don't, you, particularly as a lawyer, right? Yeah. Like we both work in the legal field and it's really hard to sort of have a conversation that something passed. How was the weather today? Because you're afraid you might be stepping on someone's toes in some mm -hmm. sort of fashion. But like, I'm also a teacher. So I bring it up every day in my classroom. 
And I, I, I begin the semester by saying, hey, by the way, I don't care what your police saw, but here are mine. And so when I'm lecturing, it's going to be from that perspective. And well, that's, that's considerate. Yeah. yeah. So that's sort of how I approach it in that, my other area. It causes anxiety because it, it seems like a lot of the violence that occurs come lately has come from political beliefs. And so... Um, for people who, like myself, believe that all people are absolutely equal and all beliefs basically more or less have the same weight, it's really difficult to see or to know that someone, for instance, walked into a synagogue and just decided that people's lives should end. Yeah, it was, I mean, and that's sort of like, I think that's sort of outside of real politics. Like, that's just a sort of human decency to sort of look at something horrible that's happened and want to make great change for it. So you may not want to bring that up, but I think that's sort of that's sort of hum- humanity, right? I want this to be better. And the fact that it has been politicized is a bigger problem. Like, everybody should agree, murder bad. Uh, but we've gotten to such a place where everything has become so politicized that even that has a both sides. And that's sort of strange to me. Yeah, at this point, I'm nervous. Like, I don't even, I've, I'm nervous about even bringing that up. Like, you know, as a as a woman in the courtroom, and there's not a whole bunch of women, and as a black woman in the courtroom, and there's not a whole bunch of black women, I kind of feel like I already walk in a little bit marginalized. And so to then express such a liberal and encompassing point of view could Sometimes it makes me feel a little bit more marginalized. How have you been, Michael? Guys, we haven't seen Michael in months. So. It has been a long time. Yeah. Because so. I've been on that depression, anxiety, downswing as well. How have you been coping with it? I don't know how to answer that. I feel like <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I guess sort of. I, I've been trying to ignore it, which is never a healthy way to deal with nope. anything. <laughs> Wasn't going to say that, but Which since is you not brought it up. a particularly healthy way to deal with anything, but I've sort of like been trying to focus on other stuff. But the problem with like ignoring your anxiety and depression and focusing on other stuff is that ultimately you will never sort of complete or finish the other stuff you're focusing on because that's always sort of the background. Mm-hmm. Like I tried writing a book and then I got to like about page 100 of my book. And I was like, well, this is awful. Why is this <laughs> awful? Why can't you do better? Figure something out, McDowell. And so, uh, you, you sort of have to deal with the underlying issue before you can move forward. I haven't dealt with the underlying issue. I have dealt with a lot of shows on Netflix mm. and other ways to sort of cope by ignoring it. But, you know, eventually I'll get there. Watching so, television. There were things that, that sort of took up my brain space, like the Nicki Minaj, Cardi B beef. I guess. Nikki, you are grown. Not kind of grown. All the way grown. You are. Um, You are 36 years old. We are the same age. I'm going to need you to stop creating beef because you just didn't have the number one album this this time around. Or Cardi B's more popular than you. And this is not excusing Cardi B, but this is talking to a woman who is 36 years old. Mm-hmm. Get your life together. Right. We all live through the Tupac, Biggie, East Coast, West Coast shit show. That it really was. And two people ended up dying. People our age have to be over beefs. Like, <laughs> the two main center objects of that beef died. Yeah. And and I get it. I mean, you you and Cardi are not Biggie and Tupac. 
You guys are throwing shoes, not bullets. Uh, but you know, try not to throw shoes at during New York Fashion Week. Maybe, maybe don't do that. Maybe that's not a good idea for your life. Yeah, find and, some better life choices. And you know, granted, on um on Queen Radio, Nikki did talk about that, and she. I'm she sorry. Did Hold sing- up, back up. You've actually listened to Queen Radio. I listened to H. I read a transcript. Okay, just checking. Yeah, right. But. I uh, but she she did acknowledge that it was it was a bit sloppy on their part. But I don't know. I mean, just the the whole beef thing. Like Nikki, you're so talented. So you're so talented. She really is. She's super so talented. talented. The the beef just distracts from that. You know what I what what actually made me happy? And I'm gonna say this because we had a whole episode where we told Taylor Swift to get it together. Taylor Swift got it together. She she did. She like went out and said, "Hey, I'm voting. Do this." She um, and Katy Perry kind of squashed their beef. She encouraged people to vote for Democrats because it's what she wanted to do. So, you know, Taylor Swift made me happy. Kanye West made piss me off. Candace Owens is a thing that exists. There's so many bad pop culture things happening right, right now. And Nikki, I was on your side with Anaconda. All those people who were talking about like, oh, you know, you can't, you know show your butt on the record because you're, you're a role model. Nikki, do what you want. Do what you want with that. Just, it's your body. Do what you want. Just squash the beef. Squash the beefs. Is there more than one? I don't know. Yeah, remember Travis Scott. Yeah, because she right. said something about the Kardashian's baby. I don't Travis know. Scott. Okay. That's the only time I will ever mention a Kardashian. Keep going. <laughs> Did you just lose your voice? <laughs> the effect of saying a Kardashian. All right. Well, speaking of Cardi B, um, we were very excited about the nanny. Excited? Excited is the wrong word. Yeah. Um, it's a thing that may be happening. And here's the thing. I love the nanny. Fran Drescher's wardrobe from that show mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. thing to be envied by everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Cardi B has not shown us any, any sense that she knows how to act. That she can headline a sitcom. Okay, now I was that, about to say, I'm pretty sure she can act. I'm that pretty sure. she can, that I want to watch her for 22 weeks out of the year. Listen, I don't dislike Cardi B. I happen to love a few singles. I like her guest appearances, but that's mm-hmm. it. I don't need her for 22 minutes a week. I don't need that mm-hmm. in my life. I don't need that voice in my life for 22 minutes a week. Please do not subject us to that. I mean, but I, I'm assuming that the reason Fran Drescher kind of feels like it will work is because of the voices. And that's all? That's not enough to build a sitcom on. I mean, in the hair. She's supposed to, like, the original outline for this potential uh, spinoff or sequel? Sequel show. Yeah. Is that she's supposed to be Fran Drescher's daughter that she gave up for adoption before she moved in with the Sheffields? I'm going to go ahead and hope that somebody gets to them and encourages them to change it to a niece. A niece. Right? A niece. Yeah. A niece that, you know, maybe was out of state. I don't know. But a daughter that she just never, ever mentioned is problematic. Maybe it's a daughter she didn't know she had. Like coma and then woke Mm -hmm. up and nobody told her. (laughs) Kind of like Kill Bill. Okay. That'd be a shot watch. Fran Drescher in a coma waking up with a baby she never knew she had. Ooh, or the nanny is Kill Bill. The nanny has the one who's killing I her. mean, because basically that's what happened with Kill Bill. Yeah. Yeah. So she, I mean, you know, BB. It's way more interesting than Fran Drescher gave her a daughter for adoption and never mentioned her in the entire span of the show. Not once. Not once. 
Not her mother never mentioned her. It's just like niece. Niece is the way to go. <laughs> she and her sister had a falling out. They weren't speaking. Blah blah blah. You know, made up, back together. Niece comes, boom. But like the nanny isn't the only show that's dealing with the reboot. Like everything so. is being rebooted. Magnum PI got a reboot. It's, it's not good, y'all. I feel some kind of way about that. Cause let me tell you something from the age of about five to seven, I would tell people that I was going to marry Tom Selleck and that I was going to be Mrs. Magna PI. I feel some kind of way about this reboot. Who's the star of that? I don't remember. It's on CBS. I don't, I don't know what that channel is on the dial. Um, but it's not Tom Selleck. That's the important thing. It's not Tom Selleck. It is not Tom Selleck. It's a show on CBS. I don't, I did binge watch the Sabrina. Um, that was it. Your mother wouldn't let you watch. They say hail Satan a lot. I was, I was very, very evangelical. We watched the 700 club. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they say hail Satan. Uh, they are part of adult. She has to sign her body over to Satan on her 16th birthday. Uh, it's very dark. It's That's very, frightening. It's a it's very dark. And it's very dark. Very dark retelling Sabrina. It's good. Like, I mean, they deal with sort of issues of Sabrina wants to own her own body, like ownership of her own body, ownership of her sexuality. So she doesn't want to sign herself over to Satan for witch powers. Yeah. See, um, I was, I was really thinking we were going more the direction of bewitched here with, uh, no, no. Okay. No. Okay. No. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very dark show. Clearly. Like there's, there's dark humor in it, but it's a very dark show. Is I like still a talking cat. The cat does not talk, no. but he does turn into a giant demon. Does the demon talk? No. Is it a puppet? No, it's a real oh. cat. Salem's a real cat. He's black. That's 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 all he has going for. <laughs> so yeah, that's a reboot that's happening. It's like if you like Riverdale, you'll probably like Sabrina. Same. Yeah, Riverdale is dark. It's gotten real dark and strange. Same creative team. Uh, Very dark and strange. So yeah, that's sort of Sabrina. Yeah. I- I wanted to get into Riverdale, but I just... You don't need to. The first season is the only good one. I just... I couldn't. I just couldn't. It, it got... By the time I was like, I should watch this because the, the Sprouse... Which one? Is it Dylan or Cole? Cole. Cole. I think it's Cole. First of all, he 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 looks very handsome. And that makes me feel weird because I remember when he was in Big Daddy. I remember when he was Ross's son on Friends. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So that's just not okay, first of all. And by the time I was persuaded that I could get beyond that, it had already gotten kind of dark. Someone had been murdered. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, uh, Riverdale is an interesting show. Like I, don't rec- like, I don't recommend watching it because it's a good plot or anything. But if you turn off the sound and you're doing something else, you, there will always be 25-year-olds 20, playing 16-year-olds shirtless. Are you sure they're 25? The, 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 because this sounds like the Sean Mendez mishap. Okay, that I, happened. Michelle, one of the ways Michelle has been coping is a crush on Sean Mendez, who she thought was twenty five <laughs> and turned I out to be twenty. Promise to goodness, after that last Met Gala, somewhere I read that he was twenty five, and I was like, "That's fine. That's not weird." And then Yvonne sent me something that said that he was like twenty, even. Yep, just twenty. And that was very strange. Now, everybody on Riverdale, well, the guy who plays Archie, I think, may just be 20. But everybody else is like 25, so you're fine. Watch Riverdale for that. It's That's a- right, because um, the Sprouses graduated from, they graduated with their undergraduate degree, so they have to be at least 23. Yeah. Okay, right. okay. They're fine. I, I recommend yeah. it. 
That's okay. You can do it. You can get away right. with that. Okay. So what pop culture trash has uh, consumed your... I'm really, really into BuzzFeed um, Unsolved and BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural uh, with Ryan Bergara and Shane Madej. I'm a Shaniac and a Burgermeister. I have no idea what those words mean. Yeah. I'm re- if you guys are listening, which you're not, but if you are, keep keep doing what you're doing because it's awesome. Those are some of the greatest, greatest. It's almost like Unsolved Mysteries rebooted, but sort of with... Um, Martin and Lewis. Who? Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. In my defense, she is 37 years old, just made a Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis joke. Like, I was supposed to get that. Like, that's just something. That's legitimate. Like, that's just something I was, we were supposed to get in our age group. I mean, I didn't know Sean Mendez was 20, okay? I just didn't know <laughs> Michael, what about you? What pop culture trash have you sort of been watching lately? Well, actually, I, I just finished the second season of The Man in the High Castle mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime. Too close to home. I mean, it's, well, obviously it's dark. Yeah. But I enjoyed it a lot. It's really no way to make that not dark. Yeah. <laughs> I can't watch that show and I can't watch The Handmaid's Tale. Oh. Yeah. Like it, have you been watching that? Michael, have you watched? I've gotten. I don't know. I think I am current on that show. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, People say really great things about it. No, though. no. I can just. It's just hit, hits too close to home. Oh yeah, definitely. Like when I watch television, I want to watch shirtless twenty-five-year-olds pretend to be sixteen. I don't want to get hit with the reality that someone may try to tell me how to what to do with my body in the very near future. Correct. I want to watch two grown men running from ghosts and/or demons. That's, that's what yeah. I say. Yeah. How do you feel about the? Uh, return of murphy brown and candace bergen in the again cbs a channel i don't recognize um um, on the dial i watched the first episode and i loved murphy brown because again how was i allowed to watch murphy brown that's a whole other thing as a child i loved murphy brown because i wanted to be a journalist and i loved politics I did. I was not able to make it through the entire first episode, so there's that. Like the the the, the intro for these shows is so awkward. Like Fuller House, remember that first episode? Oh. It was so awkward, like so awkward. I'm surprised Fuller House has lasted as long. Apparently, Fuller House. Somebody leaked the Netflix viewing habits. Fuller House is the most viewed show on Netflix. Which is, huh. sir, this is what is happening. Your little brothers and sisters are sitting there rewatching every episode over and over again. Oh, I am the youngest. So, th- I mean, well, that. in my case, my niece, my nephew is. He's, he, he has watched every episode of Fuller House multiple times. So, I, I mean, it is extremely popular with the kiddos. So, I don't get it. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, but when you say kiddos, you don't mean like 14, 15, 60. You mean like legit I mean kids. like kids. I mean like... <laughs> Six to ten year olds. Oh, love that show. Is there some sort of puppets on there or something? No. Oh, it's like Full House. You watched Full House as a kid. Okay, well, I watched Full House <laughs> as a kid, and so I mean, it was. I Did mean, you not hear me say Seven Hundred Club? It's the exact same show with women in the lead lead instead of men. Oh, so it's the, it's the exact same show as Full House. So I mean, yeah, I I mean, I I don't like Fuller House. But I know children do like it. So 
It's it it has it. There's a reason it was rebooted. There's a reason it's still on. But there's some shows that never should have been rebooted. That just don't deserve a reboot at all. They're talking about a Friends movie. Nope. I'm not into it. And I loved Friends. I don't need to see... No. I don't need to see a reboot. I don't need to see Friends brought back. I I didn't need to see Ro- Roseanne brought back until it became The Connors. I actually quite liked The Connors. I did not like the original Roseanne reboot. So, and, 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 honest, and I tried to sort of separate myself from Roseanne's beliefs. And... I did. I was like, okay, I'm not going to think about Roseanne. I'm going to think about the show as a sitcom. It just wasn't a very funny sitcom. Yeah, that was my that was my sense of it. It just wasn't like the Connors is actually a pretty funny sitcom. Roseanne was never a funny sitcom. The, the reboot, not the original. I love the original Roseanne, but I did not like the reboot of it. How would you feel about a Grace Under Fire reboot? <sighs> you know what? I think she needs to come back. What has she been doing? Mm. I know alcohol. <laughs> Ism was involved for a very long time, and that's why the original show perhaps went off the air. Yeah. Is she over that? I want Mother Grace on the fire reboot. I want. I want. I want a Reba reboot. What is? Oh, I want yeah. Reba doing anything on television. Don't oh, Reba McIntyre. We miss you. Kelly Clarkson's about to get her own talk show. Let her mother-in-law appear on it a couple of times. It'll work. It's the same. Exactly. It's just like... Reba's, as far as I know, Reba's clothing line has been doing quite well in Dillard's. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> she has a clothing line in Dillard's. It's been doing quite well. Um, any other reboots? Oh, the Cobra Kai series on YouTube Red? <laughs> yes. I freaking love Cobra Kai. I may be the only person at this table who does. I binge that crap in a day. Every episode... Because it is so good. And it, I, I thought it was going to be trash. I really did. But they sort of relied on this idea of wasted adulthood. Because you're sort of like living in the past. And so both Johnny and uh, Daddy grew up to be jackasses. Because they <laughs> never let go of their past. And it made for a pretty interesting show into the adulthood. And like the way they did the kids was interesting. I, I like Cobra Kai. And if you haven't watched it. Watch it. It's the, it's the only show I'm going to actually be excited to tell you to go watch. It was really freaking good. And this is from someone who does not acknowledge any Karate Kid after two. Three uh. is trash. I don't know what the hell. Jaden Smith was in Kung Fu Kid. It was not Karate Kid. <laughs> Hillary Swank. I don't know what that was. But <laughs> I love Cobra Kai. All right. That's, that's my rant about Cobra Kai. I just couldn't get past. It was just, it was just too much like actual high school. I'm like, dude, you know what? I can't. I did high school once. I don't need to do this shit again. That was the fun part. That was the terrible part. As soon as I was like, oh, so y'all just gonna make fun of people. Okay, no, I ain't got time for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to relive this. Although I am probably the only person on the planet who would much rather watch uh, Karate Kid 2 than Karate Kid 1. And I don't care. I don't care. I'm gonna own that. I'm gonna live in that truth. Karate Kid Part 2 is a a better movie. I liked it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm fine with that. Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm overboard about Cobra Kai. <laughs> I love the 80s, and I love 80s nostalgia. And that did 80s nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Well. I mean, Care Bear, Strawberry Shortcake. I'm into all of that. Very deep. <laughs> Michael, say something happy. Do it now. You forgot to mention how disappointed Mr. Rogers would be in the state of the world today. If he, he would lived be. longer. He would be disappointed. He would be. 
I'm glad Michelle earlier said that she's glad Mr. Rogers didn't live to see. I'm glad he's gone on to his glory because we didn't deserve him. He probably he probably sitting out that, that jovial that happy man who taught us all to love ourselves would be sitting around going, "Why did I spend my entire life trying to spread love and joy when you dumbasses went and did this?" You know what? I was wrong. You're not all special. His mom knitted him every one of those sweaters. Oh. And this is what we go and do. We go and do this to the world. Hmm. Hmm. Of course, he'd probably choose to notice all the good people and all the good things that they were doing. Of course he would. And and I feel like, um, to take it back to the horrible thing we mentioned earlier, uh, the synagogue was in Mr. Rogers, literally in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood uh, in Pittsburgh. It was uh, in the same area. And so just to think that the place where he called home could sort of be attacked like that. Mm -hmm. It's sad. And I don't know why we got on Mr. Rogers. We thought. Because Mr. Rogers is awesome. He He told us that we were all special. Okay. He does. Let's talk about Doctor Who. Don't, are we? Yeah. Let's talk about Doctor Who. Things that make us happy. Doctor Who makes you happy. Doctor Who makes me happy. Jodie Whittaker is an excellent doctor. Uh, If you have not watched this season, I highly recommend it. I particularly recommend episode three of this season. It's called Rosa Parks. It is about Rosa Parks. Awesome. Uh, Doctor Who does not always do the the back in time traveling teaching episodes very well. But Rosa Parks was an excellent episode of television. It was directed by, I mean, it was written by a woman named Mallory Blackman. Uh, She wrote a series of novels called Knots and Crosses. She is the first in 55 years uh, person of color to write a Doctor Who episode. Oh, wow. Yes. In 55 years of Doctor Who, she was the first person of color to write an episode. Um, and she does sort of this really interesting retell of Rosa Parks in Birmingham, Alabama. Now, don't get me wrong. This is still Birmingham, Alabama, as seen through the eyes of a bunch of British people. So the Southern accents are bad. Um, but the woman they got to play Rosa was quite good. Uh, and the story was quite good. Doctor Who did not become a savior. She didn't encourage Rosa to do anything. Uh, what Doctor Who had to do was just sort of what the, I'm not Doctor Who, what the doctor had to do was just sort of stand back and make sure time worked the way it was supposed to and Rosa make her own decision. And oftentimes when you watch Doctor Who episodes about the past, they'll say, oh, so aliens had something to do with it. That was not the case. It was still Rosa making the decision mm. that she made. That's excellent. Um, and so it was a really, really interesting episode that dealt with racism in both 1950s Alabama and 2018 uh, uh, England. Um, and so... Two of her companions this season are people of color. One is a doctor uh, of Pakistani heritage, and she talked about, uh, not a doctor, a uh, a police officer of Pakistani heritage, and she talked about the racism she deals with. Another is a black 20-year-old, and he talks about the racism he deals with, and and they're also traveling with his step-grandfather, who's a white man who married uh, a black woman. And so it's it's an interesting season. I highly recommend it. She is a Jody. Jody Whitaker is great as a doctor, and I don't always love Jody Whitaker. Uh, I didn't love her in Broad Church, uh, but I do actually love her on the show. So there you go, Michael. What about you? What's making you happy in the world or in pop culture? Just Either or inside of you, because you're special. <clears throat> yeah, spin that way. <laughs> Okay, would pop culture make it easier for you? I just started watching the third season of the Boondocks. Oh, like yes. eight years after the fact. Oh, it doesn't It doesn't matter. Boondocks is so good. Wait, that's been hilarious. The third season is good. The fourth season, don't do that to you, though. 
But third season is really good. So I think we just watched the kickball episode. Uh, yes. Oh my gosh, I love that episode. It's basically anime. Yeah. With black characters, I yeah. love it. That's a good episode. We could use Aaron Magruder's voice uh, in something. Right something. Now. I mean, hey, anything. Well, for me, it's been the Duchess of Sussex, Megan herself. I love Megan Markle. I love her fashion. I love her makeup. I love her hair. She just makes me happy. And Prince Harry, somehow he's like 20 times sexier with Meghan Markle on his arm. So, Have you been following all the Kensington Royal or Kensington Palace Twitter accounts? Yeah, I have. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of my Instagram feed is basically pictures of Meghan Markle and announcements from this castle and that castle. So I am thoroughly overjoyed to see this woman making her way in British upper society. And there you have it. There we have it. Anything else you guys want to add? Mr. Rogers. Always. Uh, any recommendations you want to give other than what's making us happy? I've been watching forever. It's interesting. I will say that. Elite. It is a Spanish language soap opera on Netflix. Teen soap. It's like Gossip Girl. Um, it's fun. So watch that. Any rec? Any recommendations? Mm-hmm. Uh, rewatch Star Trek: The Next Generation. Always, of course. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Always Sunny has been okay. Yeah. Their thirteenth season. I've never watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I enjoy their depravity and their toilet humor. So right <laughs> up my alley. Thirteen seasons. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I remember when the first season debuted, and everyone was like, "What the hell is this show?" I don't think I've ever watched full season. All right, so I'm going to try Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, and I will rewatch Star Trek with Exploration. Yes. And I will try to give another shot because I watched the first episode of, uh, uh, what's the name of the show? Forever. Forever. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm Yvonne McDowell. Michelle Williams. Michael Rhodes. International Man of Mystery. And this has been our scattershot episode of Anxiety. We will try to get more organized next time. Thank you. We're sorry we took so long. We won't take so long next time. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.